Boost Mobile tiene una gran oferta para que aproveches tu reembolso de impuestos al máximo y te mantengas conectado. Al cambiarte a Boost, recibe un 50% de descuento en tu primer mes de datos ilimitados. O, con un plan ilimitado de 40 dólares, llévate un Samsung Galaxy A15 5G por $39.99. Obtén los mejores teléfonos en las redes 5G más grandes del país. Con Boost Mobile, cambiarse es fácil. Solo visita BoostMobile.com. Boost Mobile, sin miedo al éxito. Para clientes nuevos y solamente en línea, requiere Arobay. 50% de descuento en el primer mes requiere un plan de $25 dólares al mes. Aplican otras restricciones. Visita BoostMobile.com para detalles. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Vix, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Vix ya. You're home alone with your child. There's no school, or simply it's a rainy day and your options are limited. You stare at your child and you're like, now what? What do I do to entertain you for the next few hours until it's bedtime? And then tomorrow, I have to do this all over again. Trust us, we have many times where we run out of fun things to do. But do not fear. Today, we talk to the creator of Mother Could, Miriam Sandler, who will not only motivate us to find new creative ways to keep our kids active and stimulated, but she'll also tell us the truth about all these mom hacks. Are they really that easy? And which one of them are really worth it? We read the books. We bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen. I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. I would say good morning, good, but good morning, good, morning, good afternoon, evening. good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Welcome to Mother's Moment. Hi, Karen. Hi. Tonight we're recording at nighttime, which is kind of always, I think, um, it's extra a little bit fun. more exciting. I, really, I wish yeah. we could do it regularly, like at night. The lighting is amazing. Like the studio looks… more relaxing. Yeah. Pamela's having wine. I am having. I'm having actually a rosé in a can. So I'm not classy. judging you. I know. I was so thirsty. I just got back from like a small getaway vacation with the family. <laughs> just got back from drinking all um, weekend. So I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I opened my refrigerator and there was like nothing to drink or barely anything to eat. So I just grabbed the first thing, which was like these little… They're adorable. I think I had them for like a theme party. So I'm having yeah, microwaved I'm water. It's really great. I know. Um, but I'm excited. So today we have a special guest. Yes, I'm excited. I will say this special guest that we have, it all kind of happened through late night texts because like, you know, we were trying to get in contact with each other or whatever. And I texted her at, no lie, I think it was like 11.15 at night. And I was like, is this inappropriate? But then I'm like, you know what? This is the time that I have. I know. So the way that I sent the text was like, hey, it's Karen. I'm sorry it's so late. Feel free to ignore this until tomorrow, until like a decent time. And she was like, hey, this is perfect. And I was like, amazing. So um, you'll get to meet her now. And I think you're going to learn a lot from her. So. Yes, I'm excited. Okay, so what's your mother's moment? So my mother's moment, I think because it's fresh in my mind. I just got back from a trip with Ford and my mom and my friends and some family. And it was really fun. And he's in a fun stage where he is so easy for so many things because he's so independent. 
it. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, he could handle this. I don't have to care him the whole time. But then he's also so needy for so many other things, like different things. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, when I traveled with him to Spain in December, he was in about a year and a half. There was some other challenges, you know, like the food and a little bit more. Now he eats anything. He's just easy. I don't barely have to pack anything, but he doesn't whoa, get... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, first of all, number one, I I do want to pat myself in the back. So my friend Yomari, who's flying on the same flight with us, was told me, listen, there's a lot of delays, a lot of cancellation. You cannot check it. We're going for five days. You have to carry on. Oh, carry. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you carry on for a toddler and myself for five days. But it's it is a beach vacation. It's a beach vacation. But still pretty. Can you give me credit? I think it's I'm pretty amazing. I'm giving you amazing. credit. I gave you credit before. I was like, how okay, did you do so, that? Yeah, so I tell my mom. My mom's coming with me. And I tell, okay, we're not going to check in. We're going to carry on. You know, just give me some room. Of course, shows up with two carry-ons. Pretty big. All with herself. She looks so good oh, every day. you were trying to... But I was trying to, okay, let me have some room for the baby in stuff. In carry-on? In your carry-on, yeah. So I carry on for Ford and myself in one carry on with it like like a big purse. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. But if you pay for his ticket, then he has. I know, but then but who's gonna carry that? You him? He sits on top of it. No, it was. I had to think of like, okay, who's gonna carry this? I have no arms. Okay, okay, okay. 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 And having said that, I still left the stroller in the airport, and I was able to get it back. Did I tell you this? No. Yes. So I get to the house and I look back and I ask my mom, "Hey, where's the stroller? I was carrying Ford." She's like, "Oh, I put it right by the car. You know, they had like a shuttle van to pick this up." I'm like, "Did it get itself into the van?" (laughs) She was like, "Oh no, sorry." So of course I call them. They're like, "No, I don't know. We don't see anything, but you could check on the way out." So miracle stroller. Yeah, and you got it. I got it back. Okay. So the yo-yo's back. The yo-yo's back. Oh, the yo-yo. You don't want to lose the yo-yo. So this week it was like a nice. I think more of a high than a low. Where I was like, okay, I like the fact that he's getting used to traveling and adapting very easily, and you know, and he's very independent. But he doesn't have any boundaries yet or limit, which is very challenging because too. Like, I know, but like today in the airport, like he's kicking that. the person in the front. He's like bringing the table down 55 times. And I'm telling him, you know, you start with the whisper, no. And then you like do the stare, like you stare at him, like, stop. No. Yes. <laughs> and he's just looking at me like, what are you doing? Because I'm still going to do this yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of trying to figure that part out because it's very stubborn and like he doesn't understand no yet. Mm-hmm. But it was fun. It was fun. And we created great memories and we have great pictures and videos and um, of him because of course no one ever. I'm like kissing my child. I'm dancing with him. You're like, I'm being really I'm like, cute Who right is now. Is it's anyone, a good moment is for anyone you. taping and anyone recording? Anyone take? No one. I feel like I need to delegate people around me to like You can also just get a tripod and be like, call it a day. Just be like, I'm doing this. I know, but you don't know when it's going to happen, right? So it's like... Okay, so my motherish moment. So it's not specific to Victoria, but it's related to Victoria. So I went on my second work trip, you know, back since pandemic. And I was really nervous about it. I feel like this was a big one. Big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal because I knew that on this work trip, I was not going to be available. The house is burning down. Send me a text. I can't. I'm really busy. I have a lot of stuff going on. Whatever. This work trip was great because not so much because Victoria. Victoria was fine. Whatever. Everything business as usual. But like Juan's making me breakfast now. Like, like he missed you? Like you made him miss no, you? No, like he had to learn. I mentioned this when we did the episode with Mari Gamarra, but like we started this new diet and he has like all this energy now. Like he doesn't get tired in the middle of the day because Juan is the type of person who would wake up tired and then the middle of the day he's tired and then at night <laughs> tired. And I'm like, are you 13? Like, <laughs> no. And so now he's like energized. So he's eating clean. He's feeling he's eating like clean. healthier. He's making, he like cooks. The man could never even make a fried egg. Like, no judging one. It's you. okay. Now, Karen like, told me I could microwave eggs and he literally has saved my child's breakfast. It's good. It's good. I'm just like having a really good like 
entrance back to my motherhood role. Ever After like killing it at work? You're like, yeah, okay. like I killed it at work. And obviously I felt bad. Like I would FaceTime Victoria and she was like, okay, mom, I'm busy. Estoy con mis amigos. Okay, and can I'm we like, question, do you sometimes feel bad? Because I feel like when I FaceTime Ford, it makes him think of me more and it makes it worse. So I feel like it's very selfish of me to FaceTime. I don't think they think that deep. Really? You know? I feel like he's it's playing like and the they're moment. like, oh, mama, mama, mama. Yeah, next year when you call, he'll be like, I'm busy. She's like, mommy, estoy con mis amigos. I'm like, okay, great, okay. So that was good. And then like the extra perks is that like Juan has like really adapted and he's doing all these things now. And like, I mean. Sometimes, uh, you know, what is it? That makes a, distance makes the heart. Distance makes the man cook. Yeah, it's really or the great. heart founder or something. <laughs> all right, all right Miriam. So we'd like to hear your motherish moment. Hello, hello. Your motherish moment were literally cracking me up. That was amazing. <laughs> I'm going to leave for a little while to see if Mark starts cooking because that... I could really use that. Yes. Well, Mary has three. <laughs> okay, you have so three little ones, right? I have three little ones. I have a seven-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-month-old baby. So I kind of have a little bit of everything. <laughs> and I think my motherish moment has to do with all of them, mostly intertwined with the whole feeding thing. Because with my first child, I was petrified of choking. But like, it would send me over. Mm. So I would just like puree all her everything. And that's where her sensory issues came from. And that's where mother could was born oh. right <laughs> so which we'll, we will have time to talk about so now fast forward to my third child I give her a combination of purees and like uh, finger food mm -hmm. and I'm no longer afraid which is like it's a huge moment yeah. for me it's liberating liberating it is liberating my husband Mark he still like holds his breath and I'm like hmm, yeah I know. we both did baby led winning <laughs> I did like a version of baby led winning and my mom's so like get scared if I don't like chop everything like this little yeah. like, it's more danger if you chop it up small like give him a big piece he'll handle it Hacer tequila Don Julio es como escribir una carta de amor a México Beber tequila Don Julio es como declarar ese amor al mundo entero Don Julio es el tequila de lujo original hecho con la misma pasión que recorre las raíces de nuestro país porque si no es por amor, ¿para qué? Consume responsablemente. Don Julio Tequila, 40% alcohol por volumen 2020, importado por Diageo, America's New York, New York. Hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy. Pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste. Para pa pa pa. Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de VIX, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de VIX, ya. So let me introduce Miriam. So Miriam Sandler is the creator of Mother Could, a kids activity and family lifestyle community. She shares unique short video tutorials of sensory and food recipes, easy play activities, and educational tools using recycled household items. She's born in Venezuela, raised in Miami, Florida. The bilingual mother of three offer parents, caretakers, and educators simple and accessible play solutions, and of course, parenting hacks and much more. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Welcome. There's so many things that Thank I see you. on your Instagram, Miriam, that I'm like, what is this? It looks like magic trick <laughs> to me. So recently had an episode on mom goals. So I've been following your account for like, let's see, Victoria's three. So for three years. That's and like, amazing. You're one of the originals then. How was how did motherhood? How did this start? Come about. Okay, so like I mentioned with my first, I'm a Latina mom. 
and Latina moms have their kids sit at the high chair with like pristine clothing, put a bib up to like basically choking them and like spoon feed them. And so they don't get dirty at all. That is just what we are taught to do. And then they go off to their dinner table and they just grow into these proper, like amazing women, right? Well, serves me quite wrong. It serves me quite wrong. My daughter, Nicole, she, I don't know if she got a fear of food or what it was. She didn't want to eat any solids at all. She would sit down and I would try to feed her and she would start crying. It was not a good situation, but she was on the 90th percentile of height and weight. So when I would go to the pediatrician, I was like, listen, doctor, my daughter's not eating. And, and the doctor's like, but look at her weight and her height. She's doing fine. I'm like, what? I don't think you're understanding. She's not eating now. She's one years old. She's mm -hmm. not eating food. Food. Ooh, wow. I'd be concerned. And you know, la abuelita and everybody are like, pero la niña no come. She's not eating. And, and what is happening? And I'm like, well, I'm trying everything. So then I noticed that she had a texture sensitivity because when we go to the beach, she would not put her feet in the sand either. When we'd sit on the grass, she would start crying. So she had a, a texture sensitivity that was clearly affecting her food intake. But do you have any um, like background? Like I wouldn't even know that yeah. it's a texture sensitivity. Like I'd be like, I don't like sand either. <laughs> like maybe I have a texture sensitivity. How did you know? I have a degree in psychology and all through college, I worked for the Center for Children and Families at Florida International University. And and they treat kids that have ADD and ADHD. And we did a lot of sensory play with those children. So I learned a lot about sensory play during my time there. And I could tell that a lot of the things that she was exhibiting were directly related to like touch and feel and taste. So I started like inventing sensory play recipes. Like literally, I would go into my kitchen and like grab things that she could eat now, like flour and salt and cornstarch and like all of these things that were in my pantry. Because obviously she's one, first thing she's gonna do is put it in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. I made Play-Doh, I made rice, I made spaghetti, I made slime, I made every texture that you would find in food, whether it was hot, cold, hard, sticky, slimy, whatever texture you would find in food, I replicated it in play. So instead of giving her like a plate of spaghetti and her crying at the dinner table, I would give her a plate of colored noodles for play with some of her toys. She understood that it was something fun. It was exciting. She got to explore it without any boundaries that she knew of. There was lots of boundaries, but the ones that she knew of. <laughs> and you guys, in six months, it still gives me chills. She was a new person. She was eating quinoa and salmon and broccoli and Brussels sprouts. So this is how many everything. This is how many years ago, Miriam? This was six years ago. Wow. Almost. Maybe it is a social media influence, but I feel like as soon as I knew I was pregnant, I don't know how I started like reading into these sensory skills and stimulation classes. So I think Four started those classes when he was like maybe like three or four months. Like he was taking music Amazing. online class through UM. Man, you had to apply to get into the UM. No, no, no. <laughs> like, not the kitchen. <laughs> I took like a three months. I know it sounds weird. And my mom was like, what are you doing? Like, she wasn't, I guess, familiar with the whole thing. But I remember it must be something with social media or something where I must have gotten like, yeah. you know, like subliminal messaging in my mind where I knew that I had to expose him, I guess, to all type of senses and like the play and yeah. the, you know, and... We did the baby yoga and we did this and that. But I, I definitely do think that it's like kind of like a newer thing where moms are more aware it is. of all this. And it is. they're looking more into like, okay, what can I do to expose to all these, yeah. you know, this strength in their yeah. sensory skills, I guess. It definitely is. I've also noticed that there's a lot of, I guess, when I started, it was me and one other activity account. Yeah, like, I don't remember like account. this being a discussion like, you know, 
even before no. I like maybe no. two or three years no. ago. I don't think that was And that's the reason I started sharing was because I noticed such a big change in her and it wasn't happening. And obviously I was I was extremely lonely and I wanted to like share this victory with other people that were going through similar circumstances and I also noticed that a couple years after a lot of activity accounts started popping up, more things that were like directly related to numbers and alphabets and like certain things that you could complete in like three and a half seconds and then that was it. So I tried that and I always, always, always went back to sensory play because it was the only thing that allowed my kids to learn all their fine motor tools, all their fine motor skills and engage them for longer than two and a half minutes. It's the only thing. Yeah. So, how do you deal with the mess? Is there a mess? Yes. How does this work? Yes. Is it worth yes, the mess? Of course, there's <laughs> a mess. Is it worth the mess? A hundred percent. A hundred percent worth the mess. But how do we make it so that it's not so messy? That is the key. And what I do is I always say set up for success. Like you want to set up your space for whatever you're doing. Like I see a lot of people that the limitations with social media are that I only get 15 seconds of your attention because the video is a minute, but you're not going to watch a minute. Yeah. I want to give you 15 seconds. You're like, okay, I'm going to go make rice. So you go to your kitchen and you're there, you're making the beautiful rice. You make the rice, the tray is gorgeous. But what you do is you put it on the table. Your kid puts his elbow in the corner, rice everywhere. Literally, <laughs> it's like a rainbow rice shower. Correct. I had rainbow rice all over my living room. Thank you, Miriam. Exactly. exactly. I didn't exactly. watch the exactly. rest of the video. <laughs> you didn't watch the rest of the video. No. But what I always say is you have to set it up so that for success. You don't put it on the table. You put it straight on the ground. That way, can't go any lower. It's already on the ground. That's your first step. But first, you have to put like a sheet down. Uh-huh. And then the rice inside on a big bin. Use the tray, sorry, the lid as your tray. And then you put all engaging tools in there so they're not like looking what to do with the rice. Because if you give me like a steak and I've never seen raw steak before, never. It's my first time. You're like, here, Miriam, do something with it. I know you what this is. I'm be like, I'm going to toss it up in the air, move it around, smell it. I don't know what this is. But if you're like, okay, Miriam, here's steak. But and also here are the seasonings. And then once you're done with the seasoning, you're going to move it on to here and then do something with it. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't have to throw it up in the air and see what happens. Right. Is it alive? So, um, how do you have the patience? Honestly, this is the kind of thing where I'm like, am I like a terrible No, you're mom? really good. Like, Karen's really good no. with all these crafty and like no. fun, cute things. I was Question, to just, say, to, just to define it. Mira, for those listening that maybe are questioning, what is exactly a sensory activity? Can you define yeah, it like I, in a brief yeah, way just to like define. highlight the benefit of them and what does that entail? You know, there's so many things like it's, yeah, it's not just creating mess. And, you know, like what if, when you say before. sensory yeah. activities, like what are they and what's their main purpose and benefits? Yeah. So a sensory activity essentially is an open-ended tool for creating kind of like a marker or crayons, something like that you could that you could do anything with, right? That that is a sensory activity, a sensory base. So I'm talking Play-Doh, those types of things that are tactile. So these are things that are going to engage pretty much all of your senses. And that is why it engages the children for the longest period of time. Because if I give you something that's only going to say, okay, here's a cup of water, you're going to drink it. That's all I could do with a cup of water is drink it, right? So if I give you a piece of Play-Doh, I could say, you're going to touch it, you're going to pull it, you're going to smell it, 
you're probably going to taste it if you're under three years old, right? And you're definitely going to throw it around. And that is a sensory activity. It's open-ended. You could do anything with it and you're going to use all your senses. You're going to look at it and touch it. You're going to smell it. You're going to taste it. Forgot the other sense, but you're going to do that too. <laughs> you know what? This is the, I've been to two parties in the last, I want to say three months where each of them had a sensory station. So they put these like yes. bins. One of them was a state of a kid. Uh, yeah. the yeah, place, yeah, yeah. the venue. Then they have these sensory stations and it's just, it always amazes me. And I think I shared the video on Ford's Instagram where he's been doing this for so long since he was a baby that he knows exactly what to do. And he could be in that one bin for, I want to say like 15, 20 minutes and he would never put it in his yeah. mouth. Like, you know, because people are like, oh my God, but this, you know, it's tiny little balls or this rice or this, this, like, is it dangerous? Is it, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, how does that brain at that young age figure out what they can and cannot do with it? Right? It always amazes me. Like Yes, because you're allowing them, you're showing them your confidence, right? You're confident in them. You're not putting them in a little box and saying, okay, you can only move this little A into this square for the A. You're saying, explore. What can you do with it? What are the boundaries? But then people are like, I need to give my child boundaries for them to understand better. So there's many things you could do. When my kids were under two, I think, I, one day, I was like, okay, you have to stay within this sheet. But the sheet was white and the floor was white and it was... I took one of those lovery, like the coloring kit yeah. and they had like these little squares. I want to say they're like two by two, like the size of your hand. And there's maybe like 10 yeah. of them. And I kept telling Ford, you could only color in this tiny little white paper. And it was so good. Mind you, there's like a yeah. white table and a white sofa in this beautiful like yeah. Casa de Campo, like, you know, home that we stayed in. And... Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to. My mom was like, estás loca, estás loca. First of all, you could wash it with water. They're pretty easy to yeah, wash off. But it's amazing. Quality. And he was so good at staying within those little tiny papers. They're, they're like little yeah. tiles. Hacer tequila Don Julio es como escribir una carta de amor a México. Beber tequila Don Julio es como declarar ese amor al mundo entero. Don Julio es el tequila de lujo original. Hecho con la misma pasión que recorre las raíces de nuestro país. Porque si no es por amor, ¿para qué? Consume responsablemente. Don Julio Tequila, 40% alcohol por volumen 2020. Importado por Diageo, America's New York, New York. Si no sabes que el Spicy McCrispy tiene Spicy Pepper Sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo, ¿qué sabes tú de la vida? Para pa 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 Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo. Disponible en la app de Biggs, ya. Can you elaborate on, because this is something I didn't know prior to having Victoria and prior to starting her on some sensory like development as well. Talk about fine motor skills. I guess there's gross motor skills. Now, this is, I got to remember yeah. my psychology class. But can we talk about those? Because those are things that, like, we don't learn this in lactation class. We don't learn no, this in, like, true. your no. true. labor and, and what, delivery. What should moms be on the lookout for, right? Like, what are the yes. red flags yes. also? So one of the things I was actually talking to a friend about the other day was, like, there is a lot of what do you do when something went wrong? Like, when a kid can't hold a pencil or a kid can't jump or can't do something. There's a lot of that, right? Physical therapy and speech therapy, and there's a lot of therapy that happens after. But what about if there was a lot of focus on prevention? And prevention is just education and awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So I can tell you that by exposing your child to Play-Doh, 
eventually they're gonna have a lot more finger strength to hold a pencil. Or if I give your child a spoon in a rice sensory bin, they're gonna have many more fine motor skills to know how to hold a spoon when it comes to the dinner table. So before a child can hold a pencil and hold a spoon, they need to be able to do that in play and learn it easily, right? Now we're all focused on taking them to the next class and doing this and doing that and keeping them busy and this rather than allowing them to play. Which I think in our generation, for example, I don't think any of my friends went to physical therapy. Like very few of my friends went I mean, to like, my daughter's school has a physical therapist and a speech therapist that comes to the class. Yeah. Like that did not happen when we were kids. Or I don't know about you guys, but not for I me. I don't recall. And Venezuela, forget it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, forget it. I think that there should be a lot of work on prevention and that's just the education. What is fine motor skills and what's gross motor skills? So the difference between the two, gross motor skills, you want to think about it as big things. Uh, walking, jumping, throwing, right? Big things. Fine motor skills are the smaller things. Holding a pencil, eating with a spoon, pouring water. And all of that can be learned through sensory play in a sensory bin with Play-Doh in your hand playing. So I have, Victoria still is not in school. She's going to start school in the fall now at, I guess, age three and a half. But I have had her with a, and I don't, I'll never know the English word for this, but she's a psychopedagoga. Does anyone know what that is? I do know what that is, but I don't know the English word for it. I don't know the English word for it. But I guess she specializes in this kind of thing, right? Like she's going to look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I looked it up, of course. (laughs) So psycho. Pedagogia is a science of studying the process of learning. So the combination of psychology and the process of learning. She comes to our house. Initially it was twice a week, but now it's three times a week. And she does like an evaluation. And in her evaluation, when she first started, which is like a year and a half ago, she told me like, Victoria has really good fine motor skills, but she's really behind her in her gross motor skills. And so she totally focused on her gross motor skills And now, you know, Victoria is, I guess, like three and she holds a pencil really well. She can trace her name with like the little dots, like she follows the little dots. She does like matching of, so she does this stuff and like, you know, now she does a combination of activities and I'm always so impressed with like how creative she is with the stuff that she brings to do. Very similar to the stuff that you share on your account. But she brought up something the other day, which I was like, hmm, it like really made me think, right? Because like not a lot of, parents are focusing on this specific kind of development, right? And so when they're all together in school, like, what is this going to look like? And how is this going to translate? Is this going to be good for her? Is this going to be bad for her? And so I'm curious, like, with your children in school, like, how does this play out? Like, all these things that you essentially have helped them explore. It's interesting that you say that because kids in general learn one thing faster than the other. So they're either really strong with their motor skills or really strong with their gross motor skills. I mean, finer motor. And then they're also when they're babies, they either learn how to talk first or they learn how to move first, right? So they don't all happen at the same time, kind of like, but at some point it all kind of equals out. With my kids, they did a lot of sensory play. So it was mostly focused on fine motor skills, which was the same sort of situation. I did do a lot of gross motor skill stuff too. But when they got into school, everything that the teachers would tell me was impressed about how they could paint and how they could eat on their own and how they could follow directions and how they could, because it all kind of followed into what I guess they would have taught them 
when they were in school. So it definitely helps. It all yeah, helps. Of course. Yeah. It definitely helps. I do think you have to be very intentional about it. Like, I always say I'm very honest, I think, with my weaknesses and strength. For example, recipes. I'm never going to do a recipe because it's just, I don't have the time. And also, like, I just don't. It's not your thing. It's not my like, thing. Yeah. It's but, not your thing. But when you know the benefit of certain things, I do find the resources to either figure it out, just do it. Because, you know, once I'm aware of like, you, this is going to make your child more, I don't know, you know, to be able to hold a pencil properly. Then once I'm aware of the benefit of it, then you're willing to do it. But you do. And that's why I say you have to be so intentional about it and really have the knowledge and do the homework behind it. Because if not, then you don't put the effort into it, right? So it's not just like, okay, expose them to play. It's not as simple as... I think consistency also is probably really important in this. I think I kind of like switched the way of thinking about it when I realized that making the sensory play bases was a part of the activity. So it's not like, oh, I got to go make Play-Doh today so my child can hold a pencil in three years. No. It was (laughs) like, okay, girls, come. We're in the kitchen. Who's measuring the flour? Nikki? Okay, great. You measure the flour. She's now learning about measurements. All right, Emma's going to do the water. Is the water hot? No, no, we should make it cold. Now she's learning about the different sensory textures of the water, right? So the whole making was a thing. So just going to drop off Victoria at your house, if that's okay. Yeah, no, but that, that's... We'll just drop off our <laughs> Anytime. <computer>. That's great <laughs> advice Anytime. because I do, like when we read the intro to this episode, like there's so many times where I just stare at Ford. I'm like, okay, we got four hours to bedtime. Like, what do I do with you now? And the good yeah. thing now yeah. listen to like, we do a lot of pretend play. So like we get out of his like, he has a blippy doll and like another doll that like he has. And like we'll have them like join us. Like we're going to sit down and now I, I bought him a tent. Like kind of just like a, like a camping tent in my bedroom. So we'll go inside his little yeah. casita and I will put him to bed or we'll read a book with them. Yeah. I love also, I mean, I like the Play-Doh play because I like to make stuff and I, I'll do like stuff for him. Like, oh, look, I'm going to make a dinosaur. And he yes. cracks up because he's like, mom, is that a dinosaur? Like he looks at me like I'm being silly. <laughs> and he'll try to make a dinosaur and he'll try to build things. So that's fun. Yeah. There's so many times where I look at him and I'm like, okay, what do we do now? And for the what next do we do? three yeah. hours, if so I'm for not me, able it was to also like, to the park. Super and, important to make these sensory play recipes long lasting, right? Because I know our time as parents is so limited. I can't make Play-Doh every day, but I want him to play with the Play-Doh multiple times, right? So my Play-Doh recipe lasts six months or more. My kinetic sand recipe lasts a year or more. So I have my rice recipe can last three years. I'm gonna do the so I have one. he got in it's one of these sensory parties that he went to. They everyone took home like in their goodie bag homemade play-doh and it's so good. Yeah. So yummy. It's yes, it's so cute. So I'm like, I need to I was like, I need to figure oh. out where I could find some, but I, think I could make a, some. That's a perfect segue <laughs> yes. to a new resource that Miriam has. You wanna yes. tell us about your resource that you've created? Yes, so it's called Motherhood in Your Pocket, where basically the idea was born from endless amount of questions, comments. And I was just like, you know what? Everybody just needs to take me with them. Like, put me in your pocket so that whenever you need to do something, you can just open it up and I'll be there. It's like your best friend. I'll be there. Don't worry, I got you. (laughs) It was like an intense year in the making. I recorded the entire thing nine months pregnant. Like I literally told the production team, like if the baby comes out, this is going to be in the course because it'll sell even better. (laughs) But it didn't come out. She didn't come out. She stayed. So it was not part of it. It's fine. And then, (laughs) but it was an entire year in the making. And it's basically a compilation of all of my star sensory play recipes plus some that are not at all on social media. Like for example, gluten-free Play-Doh. 
which is an amazing sensory play recipe using rice flour is really good. Not because I made it, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) and it has so much more than that. I teach you how to set up for play so that it's successful. So that cleanup is a breeze. There's an entire section where I show you my favorite hacks in general. I would say cleanup, but there's one that's not a cleanup hack. Like what if your kid draws on the wall with permanent marker? How are you going to remove that? Or what if your kid takes um marker to your favorite carpet what are you gonna do or what if you made the slime from motherhood but now slime is all over abuelita's couch what are you gonna do i teach you how to do all of these things how to take off the slime how to remove the permanent marker how to play so that you are stress-free if i walk you around my house it's pretty white a lot of things, my walls are like uh, light beige, you can see it. My everything, chairs are beige, like fabric, uh, carpets are white, everything. Nothing is stained. And I do a lot of sensory play. So <laughs> I've kind of like learned all of the things. And I put it all in this beautiful place called Motherhood in Your Pocket. And it's awesome. There's a whole section of like printables. Is it through like an app or is it a website or is it like an ebook? It's a website. So it's kind of hard to explain, but think about it as a, it's kind of like an app where it's categories and it's listed, right? So you have introduction and then you have uh, like how to source items around your house to use for play, like egg cartons, trays, like all those sorts of things. And then you have play recipes, Play-Doh, rice, salt, uh, sand, all the things in different categories. You go into them and it's guided video tutorials. So I show you exactly how to make them and it's closed captioned in English and in Spanish. And then down below you have, yeah, of course, I had to to do the Spanish. I had to do it. (laughs) And then below you have downloadable printables for all of the recipes in Spanish and English. Amazing. What's your number one favorite mom bag? Oh, maybe top three. Oh, top three. Top three. Oh, God. Okay. Number one has nothing to do with sensory play. Number one is using a sunscreen, uh, sorry, a foundation brush to apply sunscreen on the kids. Yes, I saw that. That literally alone saved my entire summers for life. Say what it is because I think we cut you off because we already knew what it was. We got it. We got it. We did it. We did it. (laughs) (laughs) We know this one. (laughs) I found that using a foundation brush, uh, hopefully better with a larger head and putting sunscreen directly onto it and then using that to apply sunscreen on kids' faces and bodies helped because it feels like a massage to them. It feels really good on them. And your hands stay clean and no sunscreen in your fingernails. It's like a win-win situation Amazing, for everybody. Every, every, everybody wins. I feel like he knows I and know. he's like, nah, yeah. Victoria nah. runs away from me. So I love it. Give him access to the By the way, the for list, those who are not following, the... Miriam is very simple. Mother could, M-O-T-H-E-R-C-O-U-L-D. I love it. it. Mother could. My mom sends me your reels. Like my mom. Does she? She follows you too. And she's like, mira, Karen, you can do this. And I'm like, okay, well, you can do this. I love her. (laughs) Okay. So other two, any other two favorite mom hacks that you have? This one's weird. Is how you remove permanent marker from wooden surfaces, walls, all these things. You're going to use Fort or Maximum Strength Spray Sunscreen. Wow. Okay. Okay, it sounds really strange, but I tested everything on the internet. Alcohol, the magic eraser thingy, everything removed the permanent marker, but also the paint. Yes. And I was like, that happened to me. Yeah. Yes. I was like, well, that's not a solution. Now I have to repaint the wall anyway. Yes, I'd never repainted. 
<laughs> you don't need you don't need so sunscreen removes the permanent marker but not the paint and then there's one more that saves that's also in mother could in your pocket by the way and this is the cool thing about mother could in your pocket is that i'm going to tell you all this right now and you're gonna be like oh my god i love that tomorrow you'd be like what did she say what was it? Yes. About this when it happens you're like oh okay miriam knows i'll go in and i'll check it that's the cool part <laughs> okay so the third one is my daughter emma the middle child let me tell you something about that middle child they will challenge you like no one on the planet, more than your I husband. Feel like her kids are and <laughs> she refused, still refuses, she's four, to put the, the marker cap back on the marker. It's a no. There's no, no. I'm telling her, but Emma, all you have to do, put it back on and walks away. Oh, yeah. That's it. She, refuse, complete refusal. Okay, so all the markers were going dry. And here I was like a tonta throwing them all away. Well, if it's washable marker, which we should all be using washable marker, you can put a little bit of water in the cap of the marker, put the marker back on, like seal it with a cap with water, turn it around, leave it for a day, brand new markers in the morning. Wow. Okay. It's the best. I literally, when I, when I discovered this, I was like, and I threw out 500 markers. Yeah, that's a lot of money in markers. It's over, a lot of money in markers. Years. Yeah. Even if it's not a lot of money, it's just I, I feel like, bad. Well, today I saw one of your videos about the crayons, the little bits and pieces of crayons that you put them yes. in like a silicone tray and in the oven and then like melted them to become a new crayon. And I'm sitting here like, I've thrown away so many crayons. Because I get annoyed. I'm like, what am I going to do I know. with this little you know butthole I like, of a crayon? So like, I think yeah. Four is getting it from me because he's very like, with that, his marker, he's like, he puts them on, like, he puts them in, in, in order all the time and then he, he likes to put them <laughs> in order and then he cut, you know? But whenever something That's boots a good trait. up or like old or I'm like, oh, get rid of it. Just get yeah. a new one. Like, well, I know. She made new crayons. I love that. it. Just yeah. one last message, yeah. Miriam. I think for all those moms and I'm going to include myself in that group who sometimes get a little overwhelmed and it's like, oh, this is so, so hard. Like, is it really as easy as it seems? And, you know, just like a little reminder, like, hey, you could do this and it's yeah. easy and it's worth it. Yeah. I think when you don't know, you're like, oh my God, that looks like so much work. Like that is a lot of work. How am I ever going to do that? But once you try something and you see the connection between you and your child or your grandparent and the child or somebody, the connection alone, you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, wow, that was so worth it. And then when you're like, okay, I made this really cool sensory play that they recipe like Play-Doh or sand, they're going to play with over and over again. That's something worth investing in rather than buying them, a, I don't know, a little toy that they're going to play with two times. Yeah. And then By the way, it's over. Are so expensive. Until the next one. Breaking news. I don't know. The other day I went to buy a box of Duplo or like the Legos that are for toddlers. I have no idea. Ballpark <laughs> figure. But they're Expensive. pricey. Yeah. yeah. This, I need to clean out yeah. like everything in Victoria's room right now. Yeah. I'm going through the same thing and I do it all the time. I do something called a playroom rotation. Yeah. We, I do that Which too. is very cool. Did you do that? Yeah. Like I kind of like, th these are the toys you're using, you know, this stage in your life. Let's get rid of all the ones or put away the ones you don't use anymore. And then we put those out and then… I go more for the, um, this is a dumpster strategy. So <laughs> everything in Victoria I love is it. like… No, goodbye. No, goodbye. That's why I have to get rid of like 75% of the toys in her room right now because she doesn't play yeah. with anything. Because that's there's right. so that's much right. stuff that she doesn't even know where to begin. And then her friends that's come right. over and you're talking five toddlers in her room. Whew. Oh my God. It's like, no. there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. Like the one thing they always do, and it's the one thing that is like exhibited nicely is they play dress up. 
Because all them. the princess dresses yeah. are hanging up. I love them. And the shoes are there. And so they're like, it's a fashion show. So I have to put music <laughs> for them. It's I like love that. Thing. But that's great. I love that. But, but it's funny. because it's out there. And right. it's nice. It's not yeah. a mysterious, right. large black hole right. of like toys. Yeah. I always say you have to display kids' toys like a toy store. Like it can't be in a drawer. If you look at my playroom, it's shelves. Mostly. I'm actually getting rid of the only drawers that I have in there. And there were shallow drawers. Because it has to look like a toy store. It has to look inviting. Yeah, I don't even have, have doors. Everything's like, oh, open for me. There are my and blocks. I share my closet with his, his closet slash playroom. Yeah. So it all has to look like. No, no, no. I know. that. No. You need to share a visual of what this looked like. It's it like originally was a closet. And then he like took over. It is paradise for women and toddlers at the same time, right? Like <laughs> shoes on the wall, like beautiful purses on the other wall. And then like, I don't know, There's all like the, the center and like, like a corner toys in the like, middle on the floor. It's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know how that she pulled amazing. it off. Cause like when I first saw it, I was like, this is going to be your playroom. No, and and she pulled it's it and it's it, working. It, it, it's working for her. Yes. When you have a system, it works. So that's what I'm saying yeah. with Century Play. Once yeah. you get the system, once you get to knowing, you're like, oh, I, okay. it works. I'm in. I'm going to rekindle this. After My the, goal is to do one mom hack a week. I saw the watermelon That's one. Guys, goal. go on her Instagram right now. Please check yes, out the watermelon for the one. Summer. I'm totally doing that. I hate cutting fruits. I hate slicing stuff. Like, I'm, like I'm doing this tomorrow. <laughs> Pamela in the kitchen. Me too. New on YouTube. I know. <laughs> Follow me for recipes. Please do. I just, I, I just see you with the dental floss. Like, the other day, this is the last thing I'll share for this episode. The other day, the tea, well, before summer and starting, He's just like, hey, I think he's a little over the tangerines. I mean, she doesn't realize that the only thing I could do in the morning to pack for his lunch is peel a tangerine and pack it in the Tupperware. Then I pack it in the Tupperware. I hate peeling tangerines. This is as far as I could go, lady. Like, he's getting a tangerine. That's it. Forever. He's He's getting a tangerine. He loves tangerines. He He just loves them. Whatever. She doesn't know. I do cut his grapes in half. Always cut. There you go. I'll forever cut. There you go. Two recipes for lunch thank you so much Miriam this was amazing it was so great thank having you, you. So good you. luck with the new project and yes. you know again thank everyone you. check it out I think you have the link also on your Instagram so yeah. we'll share it too mm-hmm. thank you so thank much thank you guys this was so fun appreciate Bye. it si no sabes que el spicy McCrispy tiene spicy pepper sauce en el pan de arriba y en el pan de abajo que sabes tú de la vida Cassandra Sánchez Navarro junto a Katherine Siachoque y Verónica Bravo en la nueva serie de comedia original de Biggs, Consuelo, disponible en la app de Biggs, Jack. 